Smartphone, DSTV Channel 856 and on 92.7 and 106 FM. This is 702. Welcome back. It's 23 minutes past 5 o'clock. And um, as I said earlier on, I'm joined on the line by uh, Apostle Julius Malloy, who is uh, with the Christian Ministers Council of Southern Africa. Good morning to you and thank you for joining us. Uh, good morning, Gershon, and good morning to the listeners of 702. Um, I see that there's an open letter that you wrote uh, in which uh, you're appealing to all religious leaders in South Africa and elsewhere to set aside their vast differences and take action against what you refer to as a demonic process which is about to affect all faiths. What is this demonic process that you're so concerned with? Now, it is actually the um, proposed... Uh, bill by the Department of Justice mm. and also the CRL report by the CRL Commission, mm. which also actually advocates for a new law in South Africa that will be directly against or that will be directly intending to regulate the churches or the religious institutions. Okay, so those are two very uh, interesting and separate issues. Let's look at the second one first, and then we'll deal with the first one after that. Uh, what is your concern around what the CRL is doing? Because if I'm not mistaken, uh, some of the issues that the CRL raised was largely around very interesting practices that are emerging um, out of some churches. For example, today we have a report of one of the other pastor uh, busy feeding people ratex as a form of nourishment. I mean, isn't it to, to uh, minimize abuses like that? And why would you then, as a group of religious organizations, then take issue with that? Because surely you don't want to see congregants being exposed to poison uh, as a form of nourishment. Yes, we agree that uh, there are one or two elements. I think uh, in totality, this whole people that are pulling all these shenanigans on people are around four. Uh, from last year, just that their activities have been spread, you know, over time. Mm. But it's just basically four people. And we are saying, why is the government not directly dealing with those people? Uh, instead of creating a new law, that goes to say, uh, before a pastor can do any work in South Africa of ministering, must first get a license mm. to even the very same uh, building that you want to use must first also be licensed. So we see government trying to give, to subject us under the same rules that are applicable to the taverns and the drinking spots, whereas our activities are actually more to bring back morality to the nation more than uh, our partners on the other side of the fence. Which so just a, just a quick question there then. I mean, what I'm concerned by is the fact that uh, it seems really that you're opposed to the idea of um, having people, for example, having a license. But I mean, that license prevents those three or four uh, churches from emerging. And I think it's three or four too many uh, when you consider what these people, what the congregants are being exposed to. I mean, they are being exposed to poison. They're being exposed to harmful substances. And uh, people's faith then leads them to participate in these things. And that is a serious concern. So I don't understand quite why uh, there would be opposition to the idea of, of regulating the space. No, no, I think there should be an understanding. We, we are for the licensing. We just don't want the government to be the one that regulates the churches because obviously there are dynamics that government will never be able to understand. However, 
The question is, why is government not acting now on those people right now? Why, why is government not doing anything? Because we feel, mm. we, as a religious sector, we also feel that it is wrong. But who am I as Julius Molloy to go to someone and say, what you're doing is wrong? What power do I have? You know, I can't even put anybody in jail. But government can. And why okay. are they not acting? Okay, sure. It's an interesting one. And some would argue that government is actually doing something about it through this introduction of this particular regulation. But, but by the time uh, look, the regulation comes into effect, it will be three or four years later. Why are they not acting now? Yeah. Okay, look, I mean, we, we, we can agree to disagree on that one. What I want to, wanted to touch on very briefly is the opposition to the hate speech and hate crimes bill. Um, seemingly to me, what the concern there is from government's side are innately homophobic hate speech-like statements being made by pastors or by religious leaders, um, whether it be uh, in the pulpit or uh, elsewhere. I mean, I'm thinking about Pastor Anderson. I'm thinking about the incident that occurred at uh, Grace Bible Church. My question, very simply, and it's the last question because of time, interest of time, is it not possible for preachers to preach their message and their beliefs without committing a, uh, an act of hate crime? So, for example, hate speech. Um, why do we have to say that uh, being gay is worse than being an animal and, and things of that nature? Can't we just simply say that this is a sin and this is something that you have to deal with with God? Exactly. Again, I think that the understanding should be we are not promoting that people should use derogatory language when they're talking uh, or addressing certain issues. However, right. we feel that it is not the space of the law to be broadly uh, allowing frivolous uh, cases against the church based on what he said. Because if you look at the definition of the word communication in chapter one of that bill, mm. it includes even gestures that you make with your hands, written text and stuff like that. And we are worried that that is too broad. Remember, we are not saying the whole bill must be thrown out. Yeah. We are just saying there must be certain aspects of it that are re-edited so that okay. uh, religious sure. exemptions... Pastor, listen, we'll, we'll have to unfortunately leave it there in the interest of time. But however, what I propose is um, I'm, I'm on air on Friday night. Uh, we'll have an hour to discuss this. I'll see if we can arrange a time to discuss it at length. I would love that. Thank you. That was Apostle uh, Julius Molloy. I think this is a conversation I need to pick up, but hey, time is short. <laughs> and Mashuru is going to uh, uh, punch me in the face just now. It's 29, <laughs> 29 minutes past five o'clock. Time for your latest business. Good morning.